Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Welcome back, everybody. I'm so happy to be back with you guys. And today I'm having one conversation that I have been wanting to have for months. This man has made waves in pop culture, in the world of NASCAR, and in life itself. Please welcome activist, NASCAR driver, Bubba Wallace. You and I have been connected for a long time, and you don't even know. I don't. What's the connection? So let me just break it down to you guys. If you are lucky enough to go to a NASCAR race, they make you go to this trailer to get this thing called a hot pass. Mm -hmm. And when you get to the hot pass place, they say, oh, you know, what's your name? And you say the name. And then the person says, you must be here for Bubba Wallace. And I said, who the f*** is Bubba Wallace? I didn't know Bubba Wallace at the time. I had no clue. That's profiling. Profiling. And then I say who I'm here for. They give me the things. I get to the next gate. I'm like, I'm looking for my suite. They say, you must be looking for Bubba Wallace's suite. And I was like, no, but who the f*** is Bubba Wallace? Get to the suite. You come on the field and the fans go wild. I take a closer look and I notice that you are black and I had no idea. Oh, that's too funny. So now when I go to the NASCAR races, I say, oh, I'm here for Bubba Wallace. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love it. That's a great story. Bubba, people in the NASCAR community respect you in what I find to be one of the most polarizing sports probably of our time. Was it always that way? Yeah, I think well, I think it's changed a little bit this year for sure with everything that's going on. But I think so too. Yeah, I've pissed a lot of people off this year. Um, but yeah, no, I was definitely a crowd favorite. Um and, you know, feel like I could relate to a lot of people that were just sitting in the stands. That's, you know, at the end of the day, I'm just a normal old Joe that's just likes to have fun and race cars for a living. And and uh, that's what I tried to uh, come across as. But, hey, when you uh, when you start to speak on things that affect you in real life, people hate that. So now I'm hated. So, oh, well. Oh, well, but hated for a good reason, because yep. if you guys have not heard, Bubba Wallace got the Confederate flag banned from NASCAR races for the rest of a lifetime. First of all, you raced in NASCAR for how long? Uh, this would be my going into my fourth year in the Cup Series, but I've been a part of the sport for almost 10. 
let me ask you a question. How does it feel as a black man to gear up and walk out and compete for 10 years seeing that flag flying right in front of you? I was too young to either understand it or want to understand, you know, what that flag meant. And seeing uh, everything that went on this year and seeing a lot of tweets and social media things come out and be, hey, I'll never go to a NASCAR race because of the flag or I've been before and the flag was there, so I'll never go back. And it's just like, let me do my research. Let me do my due diligence is what a lot of people needs to do in so many aspects of life. Yes. Uh, So I did mine and I'm like, you know what? man, we could get this out of here. I mean, if this is holding back a huge race that we are trying to uh, attract and a huge demographic that we were trying to bring to our sport, then let's, let's just get rid of it. And, and it was, it was as simple as that to one side, it was heritage to the other side. It was hate. There's so much more hate with that than it is heritage. So. Yeah. Break down the demographic because how many black people are really at NASCAR races. I was shocked. So in the stands, it's hard for me to obviously notice that. But when I'm doing appearances and outside and stuff, I see I see a handful, which Same. see a handful. But then there's so many more people that are a part of the sport that you don't see that are not in front of the camera. We have a lot of African American people, uh, men and women, uh, on the pit crews. Uh, yeah, a lot of men and women of color uh, at the race shops. Uh, you know, in the front office area. So there there are a lot of people that are part of, of the sport that are of color. Uh, you just don't see that. And we, we need to do a better job at, you know, recognizing them. Yes. Um, and so that people will know, because a lot of people just think it's just me out of, I don't even know how many people are a part of the sport as a whole, but thousands and thousands. That's not the case. There's there's maybe a hundred or so of us that are there, but still it's a, we're in the minority. And when we see each other in the stands, because it happens, you cross and you look at each other and you're like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> who are you, sir? <laughs> Literally, yeah. it's like coming to America, like that scene in coming to America where he goes to the bathroom in Madison Square Garden and the guy's like, yes, oh, my God, yes. the king. Yes. And I'm like, yes. Or like, I'll go to NASCAR races and I'll run into somebody who's like, what the f- are you doing here? Because they're like, we just didn't expect to see you at a NASCAR race. And I'm like, yeah, I actually like NASCAR. It's interesting to me. I like, you know, the socialized and I like to watch people like, because it's like, it's all kinds of shit at the NASCAR race. But when you let that bullet out the chamber and you said you wanted Confederate flags, man, what was it like to all of a sudden go from this loved by all person to being a pariah? I kind of accepted it and moved on. You know, I've, uh, it's just, it's sad to see that, that so many people are stuck in their ways and don't want to change. And Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm guilty of, of being afraid of change. I mean, you tell me to try something different at a restaurant that I've been going to for years. No, no, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I don't care how good it is. I've been having this for years. I'm not going to change it up. But when it comes to more of uh, things about your neighbors, about, about human beings and, and what's right, you know, it's just like, why don't you want to do your due diligence? And and why don't you want to reach out and figure out, you know, hmm, what is he really actually talking about? Instead of assuming things and thinking that it's this and thinking that it's that when it's it has nothing to do with what you're thinking of. But it's too late. You've already made up this image of me in your head before you even get to know me. 
and then it's it's you can, there's no change in that so I, i've quickly realized that there's a lot of people out there that are like that unfortunately and you just learn to live with it and move on i remember waking up and jimmy johnson calling me and was like i want to do this thing and i was like what are you trying to do and he was like you know george floyd's happening all of this racial racial unjust is happening there's a lot of unrest in in our country and i want to take a stand you know I want to take a stand. I want to take a stand with my NASCAR brothers and I want to do this thing. And I literally said, I'm going to get a coffee and I'm going to call you back. So think about, <laughs> think about what you just told me. Okay. You need to think about it. Okay. Oh, that's too funny. <laughs> and I call him back and he's like, I thought about it and I want to do it. <laughs> and I was like, there is no way. Cause by the way, I don't know if you know what's going on behind the scenes. But he's like, I want to do this so we can tweet it out on Sunday. We can we can tweet it out on Sunday. I want to put it all together. I want to get drivers and do all this stuff. And I was like, this is ambitious. Fast forward to 24 hours later, I'm sitting down about to watch the race go on. And I start hearing the things that he was telling me that he wanted people to record. And they show it in front of one of, I think, one of the biggest races of the year. Mm-hmm. What was that feeling like having 20 something of your brothers and two icons from the past come and join in on this movement? Yeah, that was cool. Uh, Jimmy is obviously, you, you know him, um, just a class class act from you know head to toe, in and out of the race car. I mean, just an incredible brother to have in your corner. And, um, you know, he was he was the one that was calling me every day through the thick of it. Uh, he was taking time out of his day to make sure I was still, you know, my head was still above water. And uh, I thought that was really special. And he was trying to, you know, he was educating himself. The biggest thing he said, he was like, hey, man, I can't relate. And I apologize. I said, no need to apologize. He was just like, I'm just trying to be a better father to my two girls. And I was like, Damn. I respect that, you know. And I was just like, man, that's pretty cool. Seven-time champ calling me. Right. I'm a little peon over here trying to trying to make my way, <laughs> find my way. And he's asking me for some advice. So I thought that was super cool. And I'll always, you know, thank Jimmy for those moments that he was able to share and, and just the, the gospel that we were able to, to have uh, with one another and talk about uh, my instances. And, and it made him aware of everything that goes on, you know, because yeah. waking, up, waking up being black. I mean, it ain't all glorious, no matter who you are. One hundred percent. You know, you you. you Go down the road, get pulled over for no reason. 100%. Hey, I'm black and gay. I'm just hey, two for one. Yeah, you got it worse, right? <laughs> I got it sometimes. It just sometimes. depends on where we are. If I'm in Louisiana, probably so. <laughs> Here in California, they love a black gay. Okay? <laughs> Billy Porter hooked us up this year. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Are you married? I'm not. I have a girlfriend, though. You have a girlfriend. How long have you guys been dating? Five years. Was she like, Bubba, don't f- up this money? No, she got her own job. She's set, so she's good. She don't need me. Oh, she Gucci. She Gucci. She's good. I love it. I mean, this is crazy. I mean, watching this whole thing unfolded, I know a lot of people were like, oh, my God, he's done. But then you came back bigger than ever. You must, You just got a whole new racing team. <laughs> Come on with it. <laughs> right here. What? With another sports legend, Michael motherfucking Jordan. That's right. How did that come about? 
So we were trying to figure out what was next. Obviously, I was in contract year with my uh, team at the time, Petty, uh, driving the 43. And we were, you know, really considering trying to take that to new heights and, and get it to where back to winning ways. And and uh, Denny Hamlin got a part of the the phone calls and conversations. And then MJ's name got thrown around somehow, which he was no he was not even in the equation at all. And then I guess apparently he had sent a text to Denny saying, hey, you want to make these rumors true? Let me know. <gasps> I was just like, okay, baller, Let's do it, bet, big time. And uh, and next thing you know, you know, the the other deal kind of fell through a little bit, and then we tried to as as hard as we could to get this to uh, come to fruition, and here we are today, and it's all coming together quite nice. We're not talking about a one million dollar text. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're talking about big money here. Big money. <clears throat> If you crash a NASCAR, and let's say you total it, how much are we talking? Uh, depends on what the what they're selling for, but say five hundred up. Five hundred up. How many cars do you go through? You think with parts and everything getting changed up? How many cars do you go through a season? Oh, uh, I think we're allowed. Don't get me wrong here. Twelve cars, maybe. And so, yeah. And so, yeah, do the math. I mean. The thought of somebody being like, yeah, let's just make these rumors true. This is nuts that you have partnered up with one of the biggest sports icons. What's it mean to have that kind of support behind you, knowing that that man believes in what you're trying to do? Yeah, no, it's it's super cool. I mean, I'll never forget uh, the day we announced. Um, you know, I was getting a lot of phone calls and text messages from family and friends, and then an unknown number pops up and simple text message hey glad to see this thing come through let's get after it and let's go have fun and mj and i'm like all right that's pretty cool right there so uh it's it's su super dope um don't get me wrong i mean I'm, I'm excited but we have a lot of work to do you know brand new team getting everything going getting all the parts and pieces together to uh to be success successful um is going to take a lot of work from us so I've got my ass back in the gym. Uh, yeah. If people don't know me, I don't work out, but I've been uh, I've been to the gym four, five times now, and that's the most I've been to in probably five years. Hey, so, yeah. hold on. So what you're telling me is you watched the last dance on ESPN, and you know you had to get your ass up because MJ was not about to let you just jump in a car and ride around two, 275 times Absolutely. without getting your ass to the gym. Absolutely. First conversation I had with MJ, Denny had texted me, set up. He was like, hey, you're free around 4. And I'm like, yeah, if you know Denny, his 4 o'clock is usually about 4.30, a little late. Uh -huh. So I'm sitting there, and, you know, 4.30 goes around. He calls me. He's like, what are you doing? And I was like, just sitting here on the couch. And uh, he's like, we just finished playing golf. And I was like, of course. So here, someone has to talk to you. Had no no idea. And I'm hey, there's no more running in the back if we do this thing. And I'm like. Oh, that's uh, MJ. Okay. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was, that was pretty cool. Pretty funny story. Um, you know, he's, he's all about it and he wants to win and, and he believes in me to go out and get the job done. So uh, I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited to show everybody my true colors and what I'm capable of. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. 
And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Look, there's a lot of things that go into making a successful team, especially when you're so outspoken on something so polarizing like the Confederate flag. A lot of sponsors would normally say, you know what, we don't want to deal with that. But you had a lot of motherfuckers rolling up. Yeah. Were you shocked? uh, I didn't didn't really necessarily know what to think. I knew that speaking out on a limb was kind of a risk. Yes. But then you sit there and think about it. It's like, why is it a risk? Why, Why is it so bad to talk about things that are affecting who you are sponsoring, who you are a part of? Just because I'm a race car driver doesn't mean I don't go through everyday like everybody else, you know? And so to, to speak out on things, you know, people, all of my partners while I was at RPM, they were like, this is incredible. You know, kudos, hats off. How can we do more? And so yeah. I, I was I was proud to know, like, it's like, I'm going to jump off the deep end here. Oh, I'm still floating. Here we go. We're good. We're good. Yeah. You know? And that was uh, that was big. And then you had a lot of supporters come over there and um, jump in the deep end with you and, and tread through the water. So that was uh, a lot of fun. You know, we had partners, you know, like the U.S. Air Force. Like, it's like, okay. You know, and they were like, amen, we are behind you 100%. So uh, all of our partners that were, were a part of that deal uh, were super cool. So I love it. I mean, okay, you've been on the jam for 10 years. You've been dating your girlfriend for five. I know the NASCAR groupies, must be off the charts just like sneaking into like there must have been years you're the only chocolate man on the strip (laughs) it must have got real for those first four and a half uh no no i was actually i was in a relationship before that for four years so my whole my whole time in NASCAR, i've been i've been checked up and i've been loving it i I love it i'm a i'm not a partier i don't go out and whatnot and i I like to lay low at the house and be shacked up with my girlfriend so we're good we're good Uh, Oh, if I was single on NASCAR, there'd be 10 broads strapped to that <laughs> damn Chevy. And I'd be pulling them everywhere. I cannot. We're Toyota now, bro. No more Chevys. Oh, no more Chevy. You're Toyota now. <laughs> oh, I love it. You've been hanging around Jimmy too long. <laughs> I've been hanging out with Jimmy Johnson and Cheney way too long. I actually, I cried. I went to Arizona and it was you know, I've only been in the NASCAR system for two years, I got to be honest. And I was, it was hard for me to watch him take his last lap. It really yeah. was. Yeah, for sure. It was hard for a lot of us. I was so, I was so excited for him though, because knowing what he's doing now is like, got me so motivated to want to tune in and just want to be like him. Like that's badass. So it's, uh, it's cool. He's the jam. He is. Something else that you um, have been outright honest about and it's something that we don't talk about a lot especially in the black community is depression Mm -hmm. you know for me i like to ask people and it's not an invasive question it's more of when did you realize that you actually had depression and what was your depression like because i think a lot of times depression looks different in different people so for me it was you know my girlfriend and i we were going through a breakup at that time we're taking a break and uh And things weren't really good on the racetrack at the same time. Like it was everything I could do to run 30th. And it was just like, I didn't sign up for this. You know, yeah. uh, I believed in my abilities to come here and win races and run up front and be a household name on the racetrack. 
And so all of that compounding stuff and then, you know, the sponsorship stuff was always an issue. I mean, one of the uh, Clint retired now, so I might be like the most personality guy in the garage and nothing was coming my way. You know, I was doing everything different. Everybody was like, man, you have a great personality. Sponsors are going to come your way and never did. You know, I could do everything right and still never got a look. And so that was was, uh, super frustrating just knowing that, hey, I'm different and I'm, you know, I don't, I'm not afraid to say it because I know it's right, but I'm way more personable than these guys. I, I can yeah. grow your sponsorship dollars X amount more than, than whoever. And so it's just like, man, this is crazy. And so you compound all those things and then you instantly end up in some dark days and, and uh, it was not a good mental space. And then I'm the person you asked me, Hey, how's your day going? Well, actually today's a good day or today is I'm depressed and it's not a good You're day. just that guy. I'm that guy. You ask me how I'm doing. I'm going to tell you. What was your lowest point? Uh, I never got to where I wanted to physically hurt myself. Um, like the thought was there, but it was always just like, what is that going to accomplish? Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, I've had those conversations you know, with my girlfriend. She was like, that would, you know, it's, it's more, it's more selfish to do harm to yeah. yourself than, than anything because you put everything off on your family. And then it's just like, whoa, um, and so I never went down that route, never even got close to that route. But like thinking like how people can be at that level, it's like, I can definitely see it. I can definitely yeah. see how it's, it's, it's easy to go down that route. But music for me, listening to songs about depression actually helped me. Yeah, I yeah. can see that. Yeah, it's crazy. You, you get two things to that, that are the same and it kind of produces something else. And it's like, all right. It produces a feeling of I'm not alone. Yeah, that's right. Which is what these interviews do when you realize that you're not alone. I've dealt with depression once in my life. I was 18 years old and I was going through a very hard time and I didn't deal with it again until I was 33 in this pandemic. I woke up one day and I thought to myself, when was the last time you went outside? Like, when was the last time you actually just walked outside, Mm -hmm. Justin Sylvester? You know, I wasn't working at the time and it had been about a four day stretch where I didn't go outside. And I was like, I think you may be depressed. Yeah. In a situational type of depression where you let what's happening to you and in the world get the best of you and you need to get up. Yeah. Amen. And then I flip flopped it and I was walking for four hours a day. And not knowing why was why am I walking for four hours a day? Because I had nothing else to do, but it was also part of you're in a moment. You're in a state yeah. of mania. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's, you know, it's nuts. I feel like sometimes, even as men, take the black out of it, we sometimes feel like it's not manly to just say how we're feeling, especially when you're in sports. Yeah, no, for sure. We put on these tough faces and act like we're bigger than God. And, and at the end of the day, you ain't. You know, it's just, Mm-mm. hey, guess what? Only on Sunday do I go racing. Every other day, I'm I'm at home doing nothing, paying bills, paying taxes, just like everybody else. By the way, and not working out. And, and not working out. That's right. Not anymore, <laughs> though. Not anymore. My ass is in the gym. I'm going three times this week. Jesus. 
Damn, you really, you just really took a bump and went there. Yeah, I know. I, I'm telling you, really watching, you said it earlier, watching The Last Dance is like, okay. And then also, if you haven't checked out the F1 documentary, so good. And I'm like, God, these guys are, these guys are badasses. So I got to get in the gym. Can we talk about something that's really crazy that I'm going to call now? And then what's going to happen is you're going to call me in 10 years and be like, motherfucker, you said it in 2020. <laughs> There's going to be a 30 for 30 about you. You think so? Bubba, what are you talking about? Yes. For those of you who don't know what 30 for 30 is, I suggest you go to your cable provider, you look up ESPN on On Demand, and you find 30 for 30. And start off with Broke. Broke is my favorite one. It's like, it'll get you through everything. But it's these unbelievable stories about sports figures. I really honestly believe with what happened with the Black Lives Matter movement, what happened with the Confederate flag, you're going to have a 30 for 30. Dang. Luckily, I'm at my house. I ain't got to go to work because my head's pretty big right now. <laughs> have you not thought about it? No, I don't. See, man, I don't think about those things. I just let them set in place. And then my uh, my manager will be calling me here in 10 years, be like, hey, you want to do a 30 for 30? And I'll be like, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have to be a little old and you yeah. got to be a little out of shape. They like for you to come back and be a little out of shape with some yeah. gray hairs on the yeah. side. They yeah. never want to give it to you when you're fine and high. No, no, no not in your prime. They don't definitely want to do it in your prime. So you, all right, so you were born in Alabama. Mm-hmm. But I was only there for two years. So technically I'm from North Carolina where I'm at right now. And you're how old? 27. Oh, so you're a young guy. Mm-hmm. Growing up biracial back 20 years ago wasn't that big of a deal like it was when I was growing up. Yeah. But I'm sure your parents didn't have it easy in Alabama. I know my uh, my dad's side of the family was was hard on my mom, you know, because of the way she looked. Um but that your, was, your dad is your dad is white. My dad is white, yes. Yes. Bubba Wallace Sr. is white. <laughs> yeah. That's and right. Desiree is a sister. She's a sister girl, yes, sir. But she handled her own. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, and the way that that the whole the whole family situation, they've gotten a divorce back in 2016 or something. But the way even before that family had kind of revamped and it was a total different ballgame once I kind of realized and, and grew up and and could, you know, figure out what was what, things were fine by then. But before I was born, this was, you know, it was a, it was a big deal for, for my family. But now you're 27 and your mom is like, she'll sneak in a story or two every now and then because you're old enough to understand it. Yeah. Or I, I would actually what? ask. I would actually ask, you know, and be like, hey, you know, why this, why that? And she would just, we would sit there in the car for, for hours and just talk. It's crazy when you can understand something, especially, you know, going through things with my mother. My mother was a single mom and there was a lot of things that I questioned as a kid. I don't know why I always wanted to know why something didn't work out. And, you know, she couldn't give me the answers because I couldn't handle the answers. But going back and having those conversations with them, it's really eye opening because it makes you realize some of the same that you're going through. They went through on a smaller scale. It's full circle. Family life right there, huh? So when you go pop that question, <laughs> ah, oh, the pressure is starting to set in. So we're uh, we're getting there. We just I mean, you're still young. Yeah, we are. We are. We, we just got a dog. So we're having fun with him. Oh, but by the way, you open Pandora's box, bitch, because every Christmas when you see them white nails on, when she come to Valentine's Day with those white nails, you already know what she's thinking about, Bubba. Yeah, I know. That's true. That's true. It's the white nails. So yeah. just buy the damn ring now. Yeah, I think she's coming up the stairs right now. Gotta go!
<laughs> Before I let you go, I have to know this. Confederate flag is banned. We have a African American and a dark ass African American owner of a race car team, which is a huge deal. Both of those things will end up in your 30 for 30 and they were done because you persisted. What do you hope the league does in the next five years to make things better yeah. for you and moi? Yeah, I think, um, you know, continue to take the high road and to take the correct road on how we do things. I have been very vocal with NASCAR on things we need to do, things we like we actually need to show that we care uh, because I damn well do, and I need to feel it from you guys, um, because the nation is looking at us. They're watching us, and how? What is NASCAR going to do here? And so, as long as we keep doing everything the right way to make this more inclusive for all environments, why are we any different from an NBA game, NFL game, collegiate game? You know, they come get yeah. their popcorn, get their beverages, get their beer, and and enjoy their time. Cheering their favorite team, favorite player. Why can't they do the same at a NASCAR race? You know, we have to figure out why they feel like it's a certain way. And a lot of it had to do with the flag. Uh, you still see in the comment sections um, that is a lot of hate thrown my way for the things I've said and done uh, this year. And so we, we've got to weed out those fans uh, and show that this isn't NASCAR. This is just some old person stuck in their ways that doesn't want to change, doesn't want to be a part yeah. of history. They want to be in the wrong history. So uh, showing that we are not that and we are much more than that uh, is so big. And also, like I said earlier, showing that there's more African-Americans in the sport. Yes. Um, and we've talked about ways to do that, you know, sitting down, having every person that's of color or minority descent coming through, doing a sit-down interview and be like, hey, we are NASCAR. We're here. Yeah, and by good. the way, I'm telling you, if you have not gone to a NASCAR race, get your ass out there. It's fun. It's exciting. You can feel the energy. And my favorite thing to do when you go to a NASCAR race, spend the extra five bucks, get the headset, rent the headset, because you can yeah. hear people talk to one another. Yeah. You know, yeah. so you just find the shadiest driver and you just listen <laughs> to yeah. them talk about other people on the damn track it's so good right yep we're all a bunch of divas once you put the helmet on so i'll i'll, I'll accept that yeah and if you do have a chance get the hot pass yep do that. be hitting up bubba for one but yep. to see all the wives and girlfriends they click up and I like to see which one's which yep. the, i call them the blontourage they're all blonde and they're all running around with one another it's it's actually a really good reality show hey you know what the best part is mine Nah, she's all by herself and she's like, I don't want any of that mess. <laughs> now that I don't now that I don't have Chaney, I can just kick it with with the future Mrs. Bubba Wallace. That's right. Kick it with Amanda and she'll be uh she'll be glad to entertain you. Bubba, please tell me your sponsors that's taken on that new racing team because I gotta shout them out yeah. on this this podcast. DoorDash is one. DoorDash stepped up in a huge way. Uh, you know, that was a, a crazy conversation that we had and all came about so quick. So DoorDash mcdonald's columbia uh dr pepper and root insurance root now they are aggressive on how we kind of go about things off the racetrack i don't know if you ever nice. see that root root spot uh the root spot we did on social media go check it out but go this was like this was it's on my uh social media channel or just type in root insurance and you'll see it it was it was aggressive we had to tone it down a lot damn, damn. Yeah, even, even 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 jimmy johnson was like 
cool. I, I, let's turn that knob down just a little bit. So it, they're, they're pretty good. But hey, it's all about, you know, the new image that we're trying to trying to make and, and moving forward. Bubba, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to send you the original email from Jimmy. And I was like, Jimmy, Malcolm X, Johnson, like you, this, I'm black. And I would be like, this is, yeah, you better, you're going to have to roll that one back, Jimmy. Because you are, he was like, I want to come out and I want to say this. And I'm like, Jimmy, I love you. And I love that you're here. It's awesome. Yeah. But the world is not here yet. So let's just tweak it a little bit. And let's like, let it go. Yeah. Still one of my biggest moments from 2020 from this decade was watching that all go down and i'm so proud to say that like i'm a nascar fan i'm proud to know that people think that we're you know cousins and i'm right. you know That's i'm right. on your hot pass list That's right we family baby i'll be name right. dropping bubba wallace all day <laughs> gotta do what you gotta do <laughs> congratulations on the new racing team thank, thank you, you for taking the sip bubba this has been a pleasure and i'll see you first races win Daytona, February, Valentine's Day era. We'll be down there. Thank Thank you so much. Yes, sir. Have a good day. Bubba, you too. Blessings. Thank you. You guys, thanks for listening. And do not forget to subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. And you can follow me at The Lady Sitter. And be sure to come back every week for another pour of your favorite celebrity. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, Like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.